Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Lisa Stone, and you're listening to Parenting Aces. Welcome to Season 11 of the Parenting Aces Podcast, part of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. We're so happy to have you with us. This week, we've got J.Y. O'Bone back on the pod. He was here several months ago and talking about his philosophy on junior coaching. At the time, he was the traveling coach for Riley Opelka, and Riley was having a great season, so it was super fun to talk to J.Y., but J.Y. has had a few changes in his life and has shifted gears a little bit and is now working virtually with junior players all over the U.S. and really all over the world. And so I'm thrilled to have him back on to share with us his philosophy of junior tennis coaching, junior tennis development, and what he's now offering for players and their families to help make this process go a little more smoothly and to set the kids up to find success with Ever their goals are in the sport. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Before I bring JY on, though, just a quick reminder that we would love to have you come on our website, check out our shop, check out our parent consults, and go through our podcast and our article archives. We've got so much information that we have put together over the last decade plus, and would love for you to take advantage of that. It's there for the taking. And at the same time, I'd love to invite you to come join our Facebook Tennis Parents Only group or our more general Facebook group. Also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. All right. I'll be quiet now. I'm going to bring JY on. I hope you enjoy this week's podcast and this week's discussion. Thanks for being part of Parenting Aces. JY, welcome back to the podcast. It's great to see you again. Lisa, thanks for having me on. I enjoyed it last time, so I'm happy to talk tennis again with you. I'm excited too. And you've had a lot going on. Um, Last time we spoke, you were traveling with Riley Opelka. You have been kind of all over the world, uh, ending the 2021 season. Now we're in 2022. Well, We're recording this in 2021, but we're airing it in 2022 and life's changed a little bit for you. Yeah, I'd say quite a lot. Now, I I don't know how much it's changed yet, but I know the big change is coming. So I'm not going to be traveling anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, So for the first time in a long time, I'm going to be home uh, all the time and I'm going to be a dad. Uh, So So you're going to be a parenting ace. 
Uh, yes, that, and that's why like I'm getting more involved in hearing about this stuff because I need to learn. I, I ask everyone who's a parent, what advice do you have for me? And everyone says, get your sleep right now. I'm yes. like, great, what else? They're like, you'll figure it out. I'm yeah. like, oh God, I'm the worst with that. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm just gearing up and getting ready for, for, for being at home more, uh, having, you know, Riley's going to be working with somebody else. So I'm going to be staying home so I can be a dad. And then that means I get to work consistently with players in person um, and also online, which is part of the, the website I've started. So right. looking forward to that. And last time we spoke, you kind of teased us a little bit about your website and what was coming. And now it's live. And I'd love for you to share with the Parenting Aces audience exactly what it is that you are doing uh, virtually and in person. Well, thank you for the opportunity to explain because I re- the only reason I'm doing this is because uh, I-, I love tennis. It's It's been been such a massive part of my life since the day I was born. And I want to give back. I want to help kids because I just have so much fun helping players get better. But I see, I saw an opportunity that's being missed. Uh, for whatever reason, I'm not going to come to judgment on other academies on why, but there, there's, there's a lot of things missing, at least in the United States. And I want to fill that gap because I think um, players can get much better doing things differently. And I want to help them with that. So the way I want to help them is with two main ways, right? The first way is watching their matches. And now I know that sounds very simple, but it's not being done by most coaches. Exactly. And, and honestly, JY, this is something, you know, that I talk to coaches about and I talk to parents about all the time. And I remember when my son was playing, I practically had to beg his coaches to come watch him play tournaments, even local tournaments. And I thought, how, how is it that you do your job when you don't see him in a competitive setting? Like I just, there was a disconnect for me. It's the only sport in the world where we work with the players during the week and we send them off and we say, hey, good luck. (laughs) And and even though you're learning from me, I want you to tell me and the parents, please tell me how the match went and what I need to work on with the player come next week. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't make any sense. Thank you. Thank you. It's just so... I just because I I thought about what was I doing with Riley? I I watched every single match multiple times, right? You know, and a lot of that was because we had access to video. Mm -hmm. Well, we can do that now with juniors thanks to technology. And this has actually been around for a couple of years. And I just want to thank all the other coaches for not doing this because they're giving me the opportunity. But, you know, with that that beautiful QM1 camera mount and, and a little GoPro, you put the camera on the top of the fence and you upload it to a link uh, to this company that's called Tennis uh, Tennis Analytics, mm-hmm. right? They do all the analytics for pros. And you upload the match. I, I know I'm making it sound pretty simple, but it actually is pretty simple. It is once pretty you do simple. Once. Yeah. Yeah. And then the hardest they, part is getting the camera set up properly. <laughs> that was always the hardest part to make yeah, sure the it, angle is Once right. you get that little tilt, it, it, you got it. And once you okay. figured it out, you're good. Yeah. Um, and, and now there's more inexpensive cameras, right? Which I go on my website and I explain my camera is a hundred dollars versus the 400 GoPro. Mm-hmm. If you have a GoPro, great, but you know, there's a little bit more cost efficient way to do it. 
But then, so now a parent can, can just record whatever match they're playing, wherever they are in the country, and, and I can watch that match. Mm-hmm. But even better, right, with working with tennis analytics, they're going to give me the stats back from the match. So nothing becomes opinion-based anymore. Mm-hmm. There's a clear picture that shows what's going well and what's not going well. And even and one of the things I'm going to be doing or I'm already doing right for other players is I track all these stats match by match. Right. And then I get to see what you're doing well when you're winning, what you're doing well when you're losing, what's trending in the right direction, what's going in the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. Right. So then watching the tape, watching the end or reading the analytics, creating this report gives me such a clear picture of what to work on during the week. Right. Right. So then I can work on things that are directly going to affect the competition, which mm-hmm. look, tennis is a sport. It's competition. You got to yeah. learn how to compete well. So this is how we're going to change uh, the way for the player, right? We're going to really improve where it matters most, which is on game day. So let me, let that, me interrupt you one second, JY, and ask a question. Why do you think it's taken so long for junior coaches to embrace this way of doing business because for the parents out there. And I mean, you know, I'm talking when my kid was eight, nine years old, we're begging for this, begging for the coaches to watch these tournament matches to, you know, and it's not like we're saying we want you to do it on your own dime. We're not going to pay you for your time. No parents even will say, look, I'm happy to pay you for the time If you'll just do this, because if you can't see my kid in an actual competition situation, you know, how he is at practice every day or how she is at practice every day could be very, very different from how they are on match day. Absolutely. Especially in lessons where it's just one-on-one with the coach. There's no pressure. They know they don't have to beat them. They, they, They really loosen up. And look, and this is something I learned from my own mistake, right? I, I, I would rely too much on judgments from other people to tell me what to work on. I, I wasn't going to matches for other juniors. So I'm not going to sit here and say, I always went right. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, as you know, that's our job as a coach learning, get better. And I, I don't know, I'm guessing here, but I just think people are just, they struggle to change. They struggle to do things in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little bit out of their comfort zone and maybe it's just not getting not being so comfortable with technology. Maybe we have a you know, have a, a newer generation of coaches that have just grown up with technology, right? I've, I've grown up with cameras in my hand, using a USB cord, uploading. I mean, it's just so easy for me. So right. I, may, maybe it's just that. And I do know I was speaking to to somebody else and they said, they, they said it very clearly. We just need to just change how things are structured. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and that's it. And that's what I'm going to try to do. Right. I, I That's all I can say is I yeah. just struggle to change, I guess. I, I don't know why. Um, but like I said, I'm glad they missed it because I'm going to try to take advantage of it. <laughs> Good for you. So, so you mentioned that when you were working with Riley, that you would watch his matches several times, you would watch them live and then you would watch the videos. What were you looking for each time you watch? So obviously when you're watching live, 
there's a lot of adrenaline pumping as the coach sitting there and, you know, you're hoping that your player is going to win because A, it's good for your player, B, it's good for your pocketbook. But as you go back and watch the recordings of the matches, you can kind of take a step back, right? The adrenaline's not there so much. You already know the outcome. You don't have to worry about it. And I, I'm just curious what you're looking at. Well, I'm looking you mentioned the first part, right? There's a lot less emotion into it because you already know what happened. So right. you can look at things clearly. The camera angle lets you see things in a way that are just aren't the same from the side angle or even sure. a back angle, right? You can see depth better. You can see shots better. Um, but the other part was just being able to see patterns. Mm. And and that, and that I, I hate to go back and plug my own company, but it is it is why I'm asking for a three-month commitment because – it's one thing to see a player miss one shot on one big point, mm -hmm. but if they never do it again, why am I going to spend two weeks of lessons working on that one shot? Sure. It's just a random shot. We're human. We're going to miss. And, and we're sometimes Wait, could we're you say miss. that again? Could you say that again? <laughs> that we're human. Yeah. And we're, and we're and going we're to miss. miss. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, so it, I think we forget that. that sometimes as parents watching our kids, right? We think, yeah. my goodness, you're playing tennis, you know, 15 hours a week. What do you mean you're double faulting? What do you mean you right. missed the short ball? What do you mean you missed the easy sitter volley? Yeah. And, and that's why a lot, it's so important to when you see patterns, right? There's always a reason if you want to see why someone missed the shot, if they, they wouldn't have missed it if they did everything perfect. So, of course, you can find one thing. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times, if it's just one out of 10, they're making 90%. Yeah. Don't think about the one. Right. All right. You're doing great just because if we overthink and overanalyze everything, then it's actually going to hold us back and our sure. brain's going to fry and we're going to go crazy. So, <laughs> We have to know when to coach, when to not coach. A player needs to know when to make an adjustment, when not to. Mm -hmm. Because especially when I know I've worked with a player long enough and I know they're thinking the right way to hit it, they had the right intention, they just mistimed it for whatever reason, mm -hmm. they don't need to change anything. Because I know if they hit that shot another 20 times, they're going to make 18 out of 20. Right. And I'll take that. And that, so that's fine. Why do I need to jump in and fix those two? He knows what to do or she knows what to do. So that's what I'm looking for in matches. Is something happening consistently mm -hmm. or is it only happening at one time, right? If mm -hmm. Riley double faults once on break point in, in six months, all right, I'm not going to overthink it. Right. But if he double faults on, uh, on break point five times in two months, we're going to have to address it, mm -hmm. right? There's a pattern there that something's going on in that pressure moment, let's address it. Maybe it's a simple fix, maybe it's not, but now that we're trending in the direct, and if you don't stop that trend, it might get too late and that that you're gonna hurt their, that confidence is gonna go way down, it's mm -hmm. gonna affect the rest of their game and it's really hard to come back from there. So, and, and what it also does too, like I mentioned before, is I don't waste time with things that don't matter, mm -hmm. right? So then I don't overwhelm the, the player. Right. Which is, hey, let's go do that forehand down the line, you know, for, for yeah. what? Right. They hit it. Well, it's fine. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking for in matches. And then okay. I'm also looking for what are opponents exploiting in their game? Right. Mm -hmm. I, I need a reverse. You know, I, I need to see what they're 
how they're losing matches, how they're getting beat, right? If the other opponent hits a winner, right? Did they hit a short ball? Where were they coming from? And, and again, what is their pattern? Is that happening over and over in the matches they're losing? So you're so, looking, and, you're looking at things like, is it a movement issue? Is it a stroke issue? Is it a grip issue? Is it just a mindset thing? Um, yeah. There are all sorts of factors, right, that go in. And so I, I love that, that you said you're looking for the patterns of things that are happening over and over and over again, because if it's a one-off, okay, maybe a wind came up and, you know, moved the ball at the last second and the player was caught off guard. One point, one error, uh, you know, big deal. But if it's happening, as you said, over and over and over again on critical points, then maybe there's something else going on and that's the thing to address. So I, I mean, my God, I I have been talking about videotaping matches. I think since I started parenting aces, so we're in season 11 now. Um, This has been a point of conversation for 11 years and I'm still amazed at how many kids and families and coaches are not videotaping tournament matches. Yeah. Or they video them and then they don't do anything with it. They don't watch them. I I couldn't believe it. I mean, I I searched on the web for for a decent amount of time. I'm like, I just got to know if somebody else is doing this, right? Mm -hmm. Do I actually have a a potential opportunity here or not? Um, Because I'm like, it seems a little too too simplistic. But I mean, things look simplistic after the fact, right? And so I, I couldn't really find someone that was focusing on this part. They were just simply had their lessons, their clinics, and that's that, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get the coach that goes to the one big tournament every right. three months, two months, but then they have 10 other players there, right? Yeah. And so they watch three games of one match, two games of another match, and they don't see the whole thing. And not only that, right, which is a part of what I'll be doing too, is they're not talking to the player before the match. Mm-hmm. They don't know what their routine – because if they're not playing, they're just going to watch another player, Yeah. right? But what they're doing before the match is important. Their thought process, were they warming up? Were they on, on TikTok, like all the way up until they're playing their, their match? And then what do they do after the match? Most juniors have two matches in one day. How is that in-between time handled, right? Mm-hmm. What are they eating? Are they not eating? Uh, were they prepared, right? And that affects the next match. But if you right. don't know what happened, then you might just think, well, they were just in a bad mood. You know, well, actually, they were probably starving. They had like a little PB and J. Yeah. You know, or and and they were still angry from the previous match, but they just didn't talk to anybody about it. So mm-hmm. we didn't know, but it showed up in the match. Yeah. Right. So that's why that whole day is just so important. So yeah, yeah. I, I I really want to take I really want to help players there because then we can really talk about our right, what do we need to work on. Mm-hmm. And it's not and that's not it. It doesn't have to be simply forehand and backhand. You know, that's the other thing I'm going to help parents with is structure the day, structure the week. You know, hey, you have a tournament this Saturday. You need to play two, three practice matches this week. Oh, but he's got drills, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay, when are you playing your practice? I I don't care. You don't need (laughs) drills. You've been (laughs) drilling for three months. When are you playing your practice? Well, but they, they, they don't have courts for us to play practice match. All right, that, that's your choice. Like you can go to drills and that's all I want to do is I just want to inform parents mm-hmm. and I want to help them set a realistic idea of what it takes to get there. I don't want them to be disillusioned thinking that 
they can be a top player in their section or in the country and have a good chance at a, a, a the D1 college team, never playing practice matches, never going to the gym, simply doing drills and your one to two private lessons. Yeah. Like you have no shot. You just don't. And I don't, it's, so let's change that. Right. 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 Let's figure out, okay, this week, go to drills every day. It's fine. Your next tournament is in three weeks. All mm-hmm. right. Now, you know, I've never heard of an academy doing this to where they play a tournament. Let's they let's say they play tennis Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. play a tournament Saturday, Sunday, maybe even Monday, and they're at drills the next day. Mm-hmm. Go home, take the day off, rest, yeah. right? Take go be with your friends, get away from tennis, go mm-hmm. recover, right? And it's Sometimes you actually need two days, right? And it's not just the physical recovery, as you're saying, it's the emotional recovery. You need to like turn it off. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Everything. And so, but when do you take those breaks? When do you not? When do you push through? When is it? Hey, look, I'm tired because I've, I've been doing fitness. No, this is part of it. You're out of shape. We actually have to push through today. I know you're tired. You'll be fine. We'll get your, so that needs to be managed as well. Mm-hmm. And so I, I want to be involved in that. I, I, I basically want to be fully involved. And if you're in person, then great. We can also do some on-court coaching as well. But even if you're away, right? Like I, I we can do all this online now. Yeah. And it's, it, with Zoom and I can share my screen. You can see what I'm looking at on the match. I mean, it, it's so efficient. It's great. Right. I'm really excited, as you can tell. Yeah. So I, I think I can really make a huge difference in a lot of players' lives. I want to go back to something you said a few minutes ago about being at the tournament and how a lot of times coaches are there with multiple players. And so they're watching a few games of this match, then a few games of that match. I used to get from my kids' coaches, I've seen all I need to see. I don't need to watch a whole match. I can, I can see what I need to see in two or three games. And then I, that's good. And that never set well with me. Like I always felt like that was a cop-out and you know, how, how are you seeing everything you need to see when my kid goes up five, two in a set and then loses the set seven, five, you didn't see what happened from five, two forward, you saw that he was up and it was a comfortable set. And so you figure he had it wrapped up and I'm telling you, you know, sometimes my kid doesn't handle a five, two lead really well. (laughs) So he needs help with that. And if you're not sitting there to see what's happening, you'll never know that. And, and I will say that sometimes the coaches really don't believe the parent, right. That, I mean, we're sitting there and after a, a handful of tournaments, as parents, we figure it out too, right? We're not coaches, but but we know our kid and we see that change in demeanor. We see the change in the body language um, and we pick up on those things. And that's valuable information, I would think. And I just was always so disappointed that the coaches really didn't seem to value that. Yeah. And I don't know why. And and all I can say is after, you know, my whole junior career, I want to be a pro. Then when I was in college, I wanted to be the best college player. Then I played pro. Now I work on the tour and I, I just learned that everything matters. Mm-hmm. It really does, you know? And so you have to be there to see it, not just one day, every day. Yeah. Right. 
because every day matters. Every day you get new information. Yeah. A kid who blows a lead 5-2 once, but walks off the court and was totally aware of what happened, and then doesn't do it again for three months, right? Great. Especially you can walk off a court. I've had players like walk off a court and they tell me or call me, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I couldn't be there. And, and they, they tell me everything and they're spot on. And I, I know that they're, these kids are going to be fine. Because they have awareness. the self-awareness. Yes. And they controlling, understand. Yeah. Controlling the emotions is one thing. Right. But we it, once we can become aware of what's going on, it's fine because our emotions are down. So mm-hmm. now we can look at things clearly. And, and as players get better, you know, it, it's so much harder to handle the emotions in the moment. But after the fact, then we can see how it's going. So, yeah, I, I think everything matters um, because then that's how we see – a coach isn't just teaching the point. You're, you're, you're coaching how to be a great player, how to get the most out of your, your tennis. And that's with the morning, right? The warm-up, the what are you doing while you're waiting for your match, right? And that doesn't mean everything has to be a big deal. There, you, know, you have an hour until your match. Yeah, go talk with your friends for the next 20 minutes. You're fine. You got time, right? But right. there's a time to come back and warm up. Well, what do you do for warm up? How much do you do? Right. So, yes, to me, everything matters because the more we know, and I, I, I'll, I'll relate it to this, right? Parents know their kids best, right? Why? Because they see them every single day. Yeah. So, they have so much information on the behavior of the child. So it's, it's the same thing as a coach. You want, you want to, you want, you need to get to know the most that you can about that player. So, mm-hmm. you need to see them the most you can. And when it counts, which is in competition. Right. Right. So let's take a deeper dive into exactly what you're offering now through your online coaching, your virtual coaching, and as well as the in-person work that you're doing with kids. So with all this, right, I already said, I'm going to help structure, right. What their match play is, how many, when are they doing it? How long are you, do you just play one set or two sets? Okay. Who are you practicing against? What's their level? Because that matters. Mm-hmm. Right. So then helping them structure their drills, right. Or how many days a week do you go to, I can't control their drills, but yeah. I can say, look, my suggestion is this is when you go to drills. Okay. You're not doing strength and conditioning. Let's get a strength and conditioning coach. Um, for one player, they, they don't really know one in the area yet. So mm-hmm. in the meantime, we're, I know of someone online that, that they can actually help. And in the meantime, I've given them strength and conditioning programs because, you know, when you're a certain age and you've never really done any strength and conditioning, the simplest workouts with body weights are already more than oh. enough to get started. Right. So that, that helps buy us time, right, until we, we figure out the next part. Then I'll, I'll talk to them, like I said, before the match, after the match, get to know everything about them, tell them when to take their days off tell them when to not take days off, push them through, schedule the next three, four months, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, tournaments on these days, not on those days, weekend off, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, hey, you have you have your friend's birthday coming up. Go to it. Great. Don't play that week. Let's put, now let's put tournaments on this weekend. Or you're going out of town on vacation. Don't come back and play a tournament the next week. Yeah. All right. I don't care that you've missed tournaments for two months and you're behind. Let's just do the best we can now. Um, I'll also be doing college recruiting, right? So I'm just going to help them not only just get in touch with these coaches, but each school has its own little things that they want from a student, 
mm-hmm. certain kind of level of player, a certain type of educational requirements. And if you wait until you're 16, 17, it's going to be hard to put some yeah. things in place. So if you can just get ahead of it and just plan, then you know what you need to do. Um, and then, uh, you know, I'm going to be coaching in person as well. So, right. you know, if, if you live in the Atlanta area or you want to fly in for a week or a month, you know, you can do that too. And, um, and then I'll just, you know, be the one doing the on-court stuff to see from all the things that we see in matches, right. I'll just mm-hmm. be putting together those practice plans. Um, the technical analysis is another thing that I'll be using from match play, mm-hmm. but not only just match play, we can also record technique from the side of angles now with ca- you can do it with a camera phone yeah right yeah you know i i, I had a parent just send me a minute and a half because i already do this coaching right sure. i set up a little tripod on the side of the court i put my iphone i record a certain shot for a minute and a half they send it to me i put it on slow-mo i put it next to a pro and i walk them through what they need to to work on mm-hmm. but then they see the video too right, right? so it's very clear for them but then I also tell them, all right, these, this is kind of the workup on how you want to fix this shot, right? So let me let me ask you something that's just kind of stirring in my brain right now. And that is for kids that don't live in Atlanta, because this is why you created this, this virtual coaching opportunity. Supposedly, they have a coach that they're working with currently wherever they live, right? Or, or the parent is acting as the coach. How do you coordinate what you're doing with their existing coach and not step on each other's toes, but rather complement each other and work together to bring the player to the next level? That's a great question. And, and it's very important because I, it, if you are working away from home, someone has to be there helping you, right? Because who's going to feed you the ball, yeah. right? So yeah. someone has to be helping. So that's where I'm joining a team. And I'm going to let the parents know, the kid know, and that coach know, hey, I'm in addition to you guys. I'm just creating a different angle. You know, Mr. Coach or Mrs. Coach, you want to stay on court. You want to teach your lessons. That's fine, right? I'm going to make your life a lot easier, okay? I'm going to tell you what you need to do with them. Now, you might, this is where the great feedback comes back. They might tell me, hey, well, well, I've seen this. I've seen that. Mm -hmm. Great. I'll see it on tape then, right? Yeah. Tape don't lie. So <laughs> if what they're saying is true, it's also going to show up on the tape, right? So, and at some point, right, we have the statistics because I'm keeping track of everything. Sure. Um, if they want to work on something that maybe they disagree with me, of course, I'm going to trust them, right? These are supposed to be experienced coaches, mm-hmm. but there is a point where I'll say, look, it's not happening in matches and it's not showing up in the stats. And the results aren't getting any better. Mm-hmm. So something needs to change, you know, and, and we'll see what happens after that. But I, I will be communicating with them. Everything I'm going to be sending to the player is going to the coach as well. Mm-hmm. Right. I have a call tomorrow already with a coach of another player, mm-hmm. right. That works with them at home. We're going to talk. Hey, how are things going? What do you see? You know, you've seen the stuff I've sent, you know, what do you think? Um, and is there anything else new that you think? Right. Because, a lot of times maybe they just feel more comfortable with that coach. Maybe I'm new and they don't want to tell me something, but the coach might know something personally. That's it's actually very important sure. on how I should communicate things. I, I need to know that. Right. right. So I'm going to have to listen to them and be like, you know what? Thanks for telling me that. I'll be mm-hmm. careful how I word things and when I put things in. 
Are you getting any pushback from the in-person coaches who maybe feel threatened or feel like, oh my gosh, now there's just one more thing to add to the list that I'm not going to get paid to do? Well, no one said anything yet because most people don't want to confront other people and say, I don't like what you're doing. (laughs) Right. Right. We'll see when I start showing up at tournaments. Um, But for the most part, if, if a coach is upset at it, that means they're not doing it. Right. So because the, the, the people I've gotten support from are the ones who are doing it, yeah. right? I know they're going to tournaments because I know what their coaching style is, right? Yeah. They tell me they're going to tournaments. They tell me what they're doing. Um, so if they're unhappy doing it, look, I, I mean, I hope to be out of a job. I hope that this company has to shut down because everybody starts doing this, mm-hmm. right? It, I, I don't care that I'm the one that does this. The most important thing that I want is I, I'm pretty tired of, junior players not reaching their goals, but because of their environments Mm -hmm. and their environments are supposed to be structured by the coaches and academies. Right. And when I, when I learn about what they're doing on a daily basis and they've never done a full court singles drill and they're 14, 15 years old. Right. And, and, and they think that they have a chance, like, no, like that it's painful for me to hear it. Like Mm -hmm. to think that half court drills is all they're doing. And then they're, when I ask him, okay, do you play points? Like, well, we play doubles. I'm like, oh, like I've heard that a lot. And that's yeah. painful. I'm like, that's it? Like, well, sometimes we play like team singles, but there's six kids on the court. Yeah. Right. You don't develop the mental tolerance that you need of a two-hour match. Right. And, and just working through the ups and downs, blowing the 5-2 lead, getting a five all, you know, staying on top of it, refocusing. Mm. So, you know, I, I just want players to at least – have everything put in place to have the best chance to maximize their goals. And I think even if players don't reach whatever their highest goal is, but they had those things in place, they're going to be pretty happy with how much they improved. Sure. You know, because they're, they're, I think deep down players and parents, a lot of players and parents are, are feeling like something's wrong, but they're not quite sure. So the only person to blame is the player themselves. Yeah. That's say, I guess I'm, I guess I'm not good enough then. Right. But it's not true. Not not at least until we put all these things in place. Then let's mm-hmm. see what can happen. Right. And that's what I want. Right. Right. And I mean, I can tell you just from talking to the parents that I talked to, a lot of them don't have access to high quality coaches where they live, right? They don't live in a metropolitan area or they don't live in an area where tennis is, you know, everywhere and, and there are lots of coaches to choose from, or maybe they do and they've had trouble identifying the right coach, the best coach. And so I think, you know, what's, what's so great about what you're doing, JY, is you're feeling that that need, that gap for them. And I love that you said, you know, if I am put out of business because every coach starts doing this, you know, that's great. That's how I've always felt about parenting aces too. If the national governing body starts doing parent education, then I don't need to be here. And that's fine. I'm I'm good with that. But until then, somebody's got to do it. And I'm thrilled that you're stepping up And it's going to be really interesting to kind of check in with you, you know, throughout the next year and find out how the coaches at home are handling this with the family and how you feel the interaction and the collaboration are going. 
Yeah, I, I'm going to be, you know, I'm obviously yeah. very interested in see what's happening. Um, I, I'm really excited because, I mean, the people you mentioned are the ones I want to help the most. The of ones course. who don't have access. The, pa- the parents who feel like, do I need to pick up and move and go to IMG? No. Or at least not yet, yeah. right? L- let's get all these things in place first, right? And, and let's see what happens. There have been a lot of great players that have come up from small towns. Mm-hmm. that they actually were lucky enough to have a good coach, right? Mm-hmm. They found it. They got, you know, it, it is a little bit of luck, right? right? A know, lot a of bit coach, of luck. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. I mean, if, if, if you work in an area and the best coach really is an hour and a half away, that, that's tough. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's a big decision to make, right? right? So let, let me help you. Okay. And, and this is why, you know, <laughs> I'm going to state two very obvious things, but it helps my point to where look, Parents already have full-time jobs Two, They have two full-time jobs, their own mm-hmm. jobs and then being parents. Mm-hmm. And then you have to manage a junior player's career, right? It's very hard to do all that. Yeah. You don't have a lot of time. You're also driving them. You're picking them up, dropping them off, and you have to wait for them at lessons or school and all this. Let me do that for you. Let me look at the tournament schedule. Let me tell you where they should go. Let me tell you how many weeks. Let me tell you your, your free weekends, Right. Don't overthink this stuff, all right? Don't think, well, well, the entry list at this tournament here. No, just let me do that for you. They, you go have fun being a parent. Go have fun doing the job that you love to do at home. And and let me make life easy for you. And without having to pick up and move. Right. Right. I love it. That's the best part of this. Um, and, you know, my audience knows how I feel about that. I think adding that pressure to a child is is a really big decision. And, you know, putting that onus on a kid that the whole family's picking up and moving to a new city or a new state just so they can have better access to tennis. um, It's a lot of pressure to put on a kid and it's not always going to work out the way you think it's going to work out. And um, we've seen lots of, you know, lots of cases where the end result has not been so great. So, I think it's wonderful that you're doing this. And and I want to just ask this too, because this is a question that I get a lot. And it's it's about scheduling tournaments and how do you know which tournaments to play and how do you know how often to play a tournament and when you should level up and when you should age up and all of these things. It sounds like you are having the conversation with the player and with the family to understand what the goals are. And then because you've been doing this your whole entire life and you grew up in a household where everybody knows tennis, you understand that if your goal is to be a great high school tennis player, this is the path for you. If your goal is to play college tennis, but in a more recreational manner, this is the path for you. If you want to balance a college tennis varsity career with a pre-med degree, then this is the path for you and et cetera, et cetera. So, I I mean, I think this is just huge and it's a, a great opportunity for families to get a handle on the expense of junior tennis development, to stop spinning their wheels, going to tournament after tournament after tournament, and wearing the kid out, burning the kid out, risking that they're going to quit tennis altogether after you've spent thousands of dollars and probably more than thousands of dollars. And um, I just think it's awesome, JY. So thank you for stepping up into the space and 
recognizing that this is something that's so needed in our sport. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm excited because to help. Right. And, and I'm excited to see players go through what I went through. I was very lucky, very, very lucky that both my parents played pro. So they, they knew how to do things. They, they knew how to schedule things um, because you mentioned the scheduling and, and it's such a delicate thing, mm. you know, because it's always changing, right? There's no, okay, next weekend you're playing up. Well, why, you know, well, because isn't it about time? Like mm-hmm. why? Right. You know, your, your child's never even made the finals of a tournament in their own division. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like I know they're about to turn 14 or turn 15 and they should be playing 16s, but they can't even pass the third round. So we're just not, I'm sorry, but we're just not at the developmental phase yet. You throw them up there and they're like, well, they like playing up. Yeah. Because there's no pressure. Right. right? Yeah. So, well, they hit the ball harder. Uh, Okay. But you're, you're, we're ignoring the fact that at some point the child's going to have to deal with pressure. Mm -hmm. Right. And trying to make that high school team or they get on the high school team, then they have to actually compete and they have to win. Right. Mm-hmm. Or they get it, they, they get on that collegiate team, you know, you're trying to win. Some point the pressure is going to come. So managing that, right? Are they burnt out? Hey, week off, right? Or no, you're, you're just tired, mm-hmm. right? Or you're unhappy because you lost two matches you thought you shouldn't have lost. And now you don't want to play because you don't want to deal with the pain. Go out there, play again, mm-hmm. right? And, and then, so it, it's a delicate thing and it's always changing. You know, with Riley, right. our schedules were you know, we had ideas of what our next two, three months would look at, but every day was being looked at by the previous day. Right. You know, every practice plan was changing based on what happened that morning, the day before, right. You, mm-hmm. you have to be able to adjust as things come. So I'm excited to, to, to help parents with that balance, help with the scheduling, because if you schedule wrong, things are going to go wrong. Yeah. Right. And it's not simply play as many tournaments as you can. Right. No. And you we know. haven't even talked about families where there are multiple children and only one's a tennis player. Right. And you have to right. balance all of that. And um, that was my situation. Luckily for my older kids, they were enough older that it didn't impact them so terribly, but it did impact them. You know, that mom has gone to another tennis tournament this weekend. Mom's spending another yeah. afternoon schlepping our little brother back and forth to, you know, um, yeah. and it is a lot to manage. So to have somebody step in and say, Hey, I'm going to take that piece off your plate. I'm going to help you figure this out in a way that works for your family because Every family is different. Every kid is different. And as you said, what's working this week may not work next week. So we're going to have to just be able to roll with it. But I'm going to manage that for you. I think that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a challenge. um, But I'm looking forward to it because I I, I think kids need it. Parents need it. Honestly, I think American tennis needs it. I agree. I agree. Well, JY, if people are interested in getting more information about what you're doing, how do they find you? How do they reach out to you? Well, every, uh, so much information is on my webpage, including the details of the packet, even pricing. I just put it out there right there for you. You can contact me through there. And then that website is just abonetennis.com, A-U-B-O-N-E, tennis.com. 
Uh, I'm on Instagram putting some stuff out. You can find me on LinkedIn, Twitter. I'll post blogs as well. And there's links to my websites through there. So I'm pretty accessible. Uh, if, if you have any kind of social media platform, you can probably find me there too. And you're really um, a great participant in the Parenting Aces Facebook group too. So I love when you chime in and answer questions and offer up your experience and advice to the parents asking questions there. So um, sorry, I've got this little gnat like flying in front of me. <laughs> it's like, it's well, bizarre. I'll, I'll take the time to say thank you for that group, right? Because that's just another opportunity for me to help, right? It's uh, and just. The, the, a lot of parents are in there trying to get advice, mm-hmm. trying to get a perspective from people who have experience. And uh, if I, sometimes for me to chime in for 30 seconds might be more extremely valuable because they might spend hours trying to research that and I can give them a better answer in about 30 seconds sometimes. So yeah. I, I love that group and I'm glad that I'm not traveling all over the world because I can take part a lot more now. I love that. I love that. And just for the listeners, um, all the links that JY mentioned are going to be in the show notes on parentingaces.com. So make sure you check that out. They'll be clickable, easy to get to. And um, we hope that you'll take a look at what JY is now offering. He is a wealth of information, a wealth of sanity in this crazy world of junior tennis. I mean, seriously, some of the advice that you post in our group, I'm like, thank God somebody said that out loud right? It's like, it, it's well, so confusing. I've said, I, I started all this knowing I was going to lose a lot of friends, maybe not friends, but I was going to make a lot of people unhappy. Um, Probably but that just meant- uncomfortable. You're making uncomfortable. them uncomfortable. Yeah. But I, I know that's, okay. that's going to come with the, with the benefit of, of parents hearing the truth. Yeah. Right. And right. knowing the, the real way of how to do this, the, the best way. Uh, the most efficient way. So I'm looking forward to it. We're all about truth and tennis on Parenting Aces. So I thank you for that. Thanks for coming back on the pod. Good luck with the new baby. Can't wait to see pictures. And um, yeah, next time I'm in Atlanta, we'll definitely have to connect and maybe you can help me fix my serve. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We can put it on video. Oh God. Uh, Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Video don't lie. Right. Right. That's what video doesn't lie. So (laughs) thanks Lisa. I really appreciate it. I love coming on here and talking tennis. Thank you. Thank you. And to my listeners, thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you next time on Parenting Aces. I'm Lisa Stone and you've been listening to the Parenting Aces podcast for tennis parents by a tennis parent. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to us and write a review on iTunes. For more information on navigating the junior and college tennis journey, please visit us online at parentingaces.com. Thanks for tuning in and sharing us with your tennis community.